0: Sweet swinging sledgehammers, let's knock down the walls of reality and get onto the Harland Highway. Hello, everybody. It's me, Harlan Williams. You are on the Harland Highway podcast. Welcome, one and all. Uh, great to have you along for the ride. What a, what a show. What a show today, man. Exciting show. Um... We're going to be talking about the debates, the uh, presidential debates that have been uh, happening. I'm going to get into it. Going to get a little bit serious about uh, the debates. Okay, it's a serious topic, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to analyze. I'm going to tell you what I what I don't like about the debates, or what I do like, or what I don't like. Let's see what you think. Um, also, uh, oh my God, I don't know of how many young people listen to the show, but guess who I ran into. Justin Bieber, okay? I don't know why I'm so excited. I guess I do. I'll tell you about it. Uh, I'm going to tell you about my uh, my run-in with the Biebs. Justin Bieber just just happened, and um, I'm all fired up about it. And then uh, on a sour note, it looks like Cinnamon boys dropping by today. I, I, I think I'll go out and buy a barf bag ahead of time. I hate that idiot. All he loves is cinnamon. And all all I love is the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, bruh? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the harland highway this is your fucking wake up call man you're riding down the harland highway with harland williams in 30 seconds you'll be dead then i'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes as oh, love me pressure 7 billion people in the world so I'm keep it together smile on your face even though your heart <laughs> oh yeah gang you're going why does he start the show with the beebs? with Justin B-b-b-b-b-b-b-b- Bieber you know why I met the kid okay I met the kid last night and I don't know why I'm kind of what do you hear my voice I'm kind of excited why? Why am I excited to, to meet a kid? La 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 la. Listen to that. La 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 la. Love me? I don't know. Catchy little tune. Here's why I'm excited. Okay, let me tell you how I met the the Beams. Me, your humble your your, your humble podcast host, hobnobbing with the ha. <laughs> Here's what happened. It was actually kind of cool. I, You know, I, I'm a stand-up comedian, uh, you know, in parentheses, maybe. And, uh, you know, when I'm not out on the road doing shows or concerts or whatever, I'm kicking around uh, home in Hollywood. I like to go down to the local comedy clubs, the Laugh Factory and the comedy store and the improv and all the local haunts. And that's where I kind of jump up on stage, and I don't really get paid. I just jump up and I work on new material, and I'll I'll jump up for twenty minutes here, twelve minutes there. You know, I just I just that's the way stand up works. You got to get in front of a crowd, and you got it. You got to, you got to try your stuff, man. You got to try your shtick, baby. Heavens, um. So I roll in. And uh you know the club's pretty crowded and I'm at the Laugh Factory on Hollywood Boulevard great club and uh there's a the whole downstairs and then you know when it gets really packed they have an upstairs balcony where they uh where they uh you know put the overflow of people um and uh and so uh I get word that the the Beebs is up there and uh, he's with his little entourage. And when I say little entourage, I mean, when I looked at the group of kids, it, it looked like I, you know, I was like, did did someone let a high school in here? Is it, is it recess? What what are these kids doing here? Because, you know, Justin Bieber's a young guy, and his, his buddies are young guys. That's the way it works. You're a young kid. You hang out with young kids, right? So there's the Beebs, Justin Bieber. Um, and he's sitting up in the balcony waiting for the show to start. And uh, normally I'd be like, whatever, great, Justin Bieber. You know, I have I bump into a lot of celebrities in my line of work. I see people. I Some people are hugely famous, and I'll just walk right by them. I don't care. And uh, sometimes they're a huge star. I know I did earlier uh, in the year, I did a segment where I bumped into Jack Nicholson. That blew my mind. And so it's kind of like I don't really care about stars unless they mean something to me or there's some kind of a connection. Now, here's my connection to the Biebs. I I couldn't tell you one of his songs from the other. The one I'm playing is the only one I know because I've been hearing it on the radio. Uh, But here's what I do know. He's a Canadian boy and he's from Ontario, which is my province. That's where I'm from. And, uh, I think, you know, when, when you're in a foreign country and, uh, and you bump into, uh, your brethren, your brothers, your, your own citizens, your own peeps, there's an immediate bond. Like, let's say you're American, you live in Ohio and you go over to Europe and you're floating around in Germany and you're sitting at a bar and everybody's talking in the German. And all of a sudden at table three, like three tables over, you hear. So anyways, me and Dave were like, you know, hanging out at the uh, Super Bowl. And and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. what, the, what, What's that voice? What's that language? Where are you guys from? Hey, man, we're from uh, Colorado. Oh, dude, I'm from Ohio. Whoa, Americans. it's All right, so you think. I think you see where I'm going. And I'm an American citizen, but I'm also a Canadian citizen. I was born and raised in Canada, so you never lose where you're from, where you were born. You can adapt to new places, but nobody listening will ever refute their their heritage, their beginnings. And so I'm the same way. Whenever I bump into Canadian guys, whether they're uber-famous or whether they're uh, like a farmer, I get a thrill, man. It's like, you know, there, there, there's uh, there's like uh, 35 million Canadians, and there's 300 million Americans. So, you know, when you bump into uh, one of the countrymen or women, you get excited. I do, because you have that connection. So I'm getting long-winded here. There's the Biebs. He's my Canadian boy. And, you know, just like any country, whether it's an Olympian, a celebrity, you always feel a sense of pride. When, when someone from your country does well, and even more so when they do really well, okay? Like, how many Americans listening aren't, like, fanatical about Bruce Springsteen? And even if you're not, if you got the chance to bump into him and say hi, you'd be like, dude, Bruce, the boss, what's up, dude? Even if you hated his music, you'd be like, whoa. Right? Or if you're from the UK and a Beatle walks in, Paul McCartney or Ringo, you're like, Whoa, I hate your songs, but I love you. Oh, that's really nice. Thank you. Up yours, you stupid bastard. Right? So here's my version of the boss. Here's my version of the Beatles, the beebs. So I'm proud of the kid, especially the fact he's a kid, right? He's a kid. Like, look at what that guy's achieved. And, you know, does he even have pubes? I don't know. So there he is. He's sitting. I walk over. I walk up to him. And uh, I say, hey, dude. Where are you from, buddy? Canadian boy. You're from, I know you're from Ontario, right? He goes, yeah, I'm from such and such a place like Stratford area. And I go, I'm from North York. I'm from Toronto. We shake hands, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, it was just cool. I said, hey, dude, you know, I just wanted to say I'm I'm proud of you, man. Good for you. You're doing great. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. And uh, he says, you're going up tonight, right? And I said, yeah, yeah. And he said, well, you better do some Canadian stuff. And I said, you know what, pick a topic. I'll do a a Canadian topic for you. So he goes, can you talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs? And I'm like, sure, dude. So I did a tailor-made joke of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then we just started talking about fishing and cottage country and uh, donuts. I'm not even joking. We... We were talking about donuts, hockey, and fishing. How how much more Canadian can you get than that? And then he says to me, so he goes, man, you've been in a lot of movies, man. Tell me again, you like, all your movies. And I'm like, well, I've been in a lot, but I, I thought I'd t- hit him with the ones he might know the best. So I said, "Ah, oh, you know, Dumb and Dumber, something about Mary, Half Baked. He goes, yeah, yeah, Half Baked, man. I watch Half Baked. And this, this cracked me up. I, I go to the the guy, I go hey, Dave Beebs, that's a, that's a pot movie, dude. You, sh- you can't be watching that. And he goes, and in all seriousness, sweet as could be, the kid looks at me, suddenly like kind of caught off guard, and he goes, no, no, I can watch it. I'm 18. <laughs> and I was like, what a, what a sweet guy. What a sweet, charming guy. So, you know, you, you never know what you're getting with celebrities, especially mega-celebrities. I got to say, I must have spent, you know, five minutes with the kid, talking to him, just talking shop. No one else was around. It was me and him. And uh, and what a sweet, wonderful guy. I, you know, I can see why the girls are charmed by him. He, he still has, he's 18, but he still has that boyish charm and innocence. And he, he, he seems very polite and he seems very well mannered and uh, he seemed humble you know which is hard to do but you know for a a kid to get mega success it's hard to keep your feet on the ground and it felt like that was all there now that being said that's 5 minutes i don't t- tour with the guy he could be a nightmare but i i think y'all know when you know i think most of you know when you first meet someone you get that first impression you get a sense of that person not always sometimes you can be tricked but usually you're Gage is pretty accurate. Most of us human beings. And uh, just what I've seen in the media, what I've seen when he's on talk shows, you know, um, he seemed like that guy. And then when I met him in real life, he was that guy to me. And uh, so I know I'm, I'm sounding like an excited little schoolgirl, but it was kind of meet the guy and then not be it was neat to meet the guy and not be disappointed. And uh, and as I said, it was neat to meet a uh, fellow countryman who's doing well and, and seemed like uh, he was a, a good representative of, you know, our country and, and uh, seemed like a fine upstanding uh, young star as opposed to, you know, and I'm not picking on the United States, but as opposed to a guy like Chris Brown who's a young uh charismatic guy who PS beat the crap out of uh, Rihanna and then like a jackass went and got a tattoo on his neck and you know people uh people that uh, you know are are kind of real jackasses you know rock stars ODing and punching people and uh rap stars that kind of worship crap and call women bitches and all that crap you know it was this kid was refreshing okay he was he was a refreshing kid now what happens to a, a sweet kid like that over time does does the pressure does does the uh the bombardment of uh, evil influences bad influence wash over the kid and by the time he's uh you know, by the time he's 21, he's like a leaf garret. He's, you know, smoking crack out of a a, 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 a an empty jello o pudding uh, pop tub behind a Denny's. I don't know. I hope not. I hope the kid uh, keeps his wits about him. But uh, nonetheless, a positive thumbs-up report on Justin Bieber. And the best part of all is that I got to call my little uh, niece who's just turned 11 years old. I got to text her, actually, and said, guess who I met last night? And apparently she freaked out. In hindsight, I wish I'd got a picture for her. I never did that, but I think she was freaked out that I even met the kid. So a good kid, and let's go out with a little more of the la 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 you la 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 our Canadian boy, the beams. Oh yeah. Hold on. Who's who's here? Hello? Come on in. Hi! I'm Cinnamon Boy! And I love Cinnamon! Oh god! What are you doing here, kid? I love cinnamon and I came to tell everyone, I love cinnamon cuz I'm cinnamon boy and I love cinnamon. All right, take it easy, kid. Don't tell me to take it easy. There's a presidential election going on. A what? A presidential election? What are you saying? A presidential election then. Presidential election? That's what I'm trying to say. Dipstick All right, don't start with the name-calling. I'll call you any name I want, as long as you call me by my name. Which is what? Cinnamon Boy, because I love cinnamon! What do you want, kid? I'm here to talk about the election. What about it? What do you know about politics? I've been watching the debates. That's what, garlic face. Stop with the name-calling. Well? Well, what? I've been watching the debates. So what? Eighty million people watch the debates, kid. Yeah, but they didn't notice something that I noticed. Oh, and what did you notice, Mr. What's poli psy? Oh, you don't even know what poli psy is, and you want to talk about the debates? All I can gather is that poli is a parent that lives in a science lab. Oh, God. I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon! What about cinnamon? Well, that's what I'm here to talk about. None of the candidates talked about the most important issue of the whole election. Oh, what are you talking about, kid? They talked about foreign policy? Yeah. They talked about the economy? Yeah. They talked about health care? Yeah. So what didn't they talk about, kid? Cinnamon! Cinnamon! They didn't talk about cinnamon! And I'm cinnamon boy! And I love cinnamon! Stop it! What in the name of flour dough tortilla shells is wrong with you? Flour dough tortilla shells always taste better with cinnamon! Stop it! Everything doesn't lead to cinnamon. The road doesn't lead to cinnamon. Political debates don't lead to cinnamon. Okay? Well, I'll tell you one thing that leads to cinnamon. Oh, what's that? Toast. What do you mean, toast? cinnamon toast because that's what i eat for breakfast i eat cinnamon toast because i'm cinnamon boy and i love cinnamon cut it out get him out of here get him out you want me to call security i'm trying to do a real show here yes call security thank you god trying to do a keep him out i'm trying to do a real show i'm cinnamon boy and i love cinnamon and that's his Roger! Yes, sir. Good Christ on a cracker shell. You know what? Go to a commercial, man. I need to I need to unwind. This kid is just mental about cinnamon. Go to a commercial, Roger. I need to take a like an aspirin or something. God. Okay, as munch. Watch your language too. Holding out on your mother? What? You never told me Massengill douche has effectol. I just bought it. Only Massengill has effectol for effective douching any time of the month. Massengill adds effectol to all three fragrances for a clean, fresh feeling of gentle, effective douching. I've always liked Massengill's more comfortable slanted design. And only Massengill has effectol for effective douching any time of the month. Trust Massengill, the leader for 74 years. Okay, we back? Okay, good. I c- cleared my head. <sighs> I had to get that idiot out of my head. Uh, let's move on. And interesting, he brought up the debates, uh, the, the, the presidential debates. Have you been watching the debates? Uh, the first one in particular um, was just, uh, you know, everyone was ranting and raving that Romney won the day. Uh, even, uh, even, uh, people on the other side, the, uh, the Democrats, the, all of Romney's harshest critics about, you know, 90% of the people that slam him all the time, uh, you know, uh, pr- shouted his praises. They all said he did it. Uh, he pulled it off. Um, that, uh, Obama just didn't show up. He looked tired. He, he, uh, looked disengaged. He looked annoyed. Um, and, uh, and, and that's, that's debating or there's usually a winner or a loser. Sometimes they come close. Uh, but listen, folks, here's my take. Um, you know, if you strip away all the BS, all, all the, uh, all, all the, uh, you know, the finger pointing and the drummed up charges and the, you know, uh, Romney, uh, Romney killed uh, some guy's wife who had cancer. Romney's got Swiss bank accounts. Romney's uh, done this. Romney's done that. Uh, if, if, if you're left with just the bare essentials of the man, and for all you people that are about to go, screw you, man, he's an asshole, well, you're just being ignorant, okay? If he was a guy that wasn't a politician... You would see a guy that's committed to his family. He's a family guy. He's a man committed to his faith. Uh, Anybody want to argue those two things yet? Uh, By the way, Obama's the same. Okay, anyone want to argue he's a family guy and not committed to his faith? Okay, let's keep going. He's a guy that's been in the business world for, uh, you know, 25 years, maybe more. Uh, a negotiator, a deal maker, a money maker, a uh, guy who uh, can uh, move money around and make it work for him and those around him. Uh, he's very business savvy. He's smart in that way. Uh, he's probably good at problem solving. That's his world, that's his business. If he'd never become a politician or running for president, you would have to look at what he did with his life, with his career, and go, hey, The guy's very accomplished. That's what he did. Pretend it's not Mitt Romney. Pretend it's Joe Smith who worked on Wall Street and and was very successful and made millions and millions of dollars. That's what Romney did. You can't take it away from him, right? Uh, And then you move along and you go, well, with all that stuff he's done, with his uh, commitment to uh, who he is and what he is as a person, And you pack in, uh, you know, his his business savvy. And uh, you have to uh, imagine that during the span of his career, he stood in boardrooms under extreme pressure, pitching ideas, talking about money, uh, moving huge sums of money around, putting his neck on the line, um, being creative, blah, blah, blah. All those things that you can imagine would be high stress in a boardroom. Romney did it, and he looks good doing it, and that's what he did in the debate. He walked out, he, he, he squished all his essence together, and he took his probably his faith, his sense of family, his sense of self, his sense of business, his sense of moving money, his sense of, of politics. And I'm not getting into the issues, I'm just talking about the core of the man. And he shined, man. He looked good. He had the answers. He was sharp, he was quick, he looked invigorated. and he wanted to be there. And uh, he was engaged. He was uh, he was somewhat charming, he even' had, even got a few laughs, which Obama didn't get. It's not like he he did a uh, you know Don Rickles George Carlin comedy concert, but there was a, he provided a few laughs, the big bird comment and a few other things. Um, so basically the guy scored across the board and whether you like Democrats or you like, uh, Republicans, you got to give it to him. Now, notice I'm not going into all his policies, all his, uh, all the things he said, and I'm not doing it because they're right or wrong. The fact is, I just don't know. I don't know how many of them are right or wrong because I'm not a politician, I'm not a businessman, I'm not in there, you know? But I have to assume that a lot of what he said is real and factual the same way I have to assume that a lot of what Obama says is real and factual. Now, let's get to the negatives. Did both of them probably manipulate words? Did both of them possibly have some facts wrong? Did both of them maybe stretch things a little? Probably. And for that, I I hate this process. I hate to see grown men who are asking for our trust, our vote, to fabricate things, to distort things, uh, whether it be on purpose or by accident. And if it is by accident, shame on you for not knowing your facts. But you have to believe two guys at their level have to know their facts, okay? Um. But I thought Romney came across really well and and you know what? I'm not even here to talk about you know who won the debate so much, even though I did address that. I think it's fascinating, and uh I always say the best man win you know if Obama kicked his ass, hooray for Obama kudos, and I'm applauding that guy. Romney won this one, good for him. I think we can all agree Obama probably not an easy opponent to to beat to make look bad. So w- no matter which way you're leaning, you don't have to give it to Romney. I'm not going to be that guy. You have to give it to Romney. No, you can do whatever you want, but come on. I mean, wouldn't you draw the conclusion that Romney uh, might have won that one? Most people have. Anyways. Here's where it gets sour and makes me disappointed in the whole process. And again, this is this is Democrat or Republic. okay? He won. We established that. He won on all the things that made him win. good, bad, ugly, uh, charisma humor, dot dot, dot dot dot. Obama had the same chance to do it. He failed. He dropped the ball. And so Romney walked away, the victor, his chest out, his head held high. even his opponents were praising him. But then the next day, and this is where it gets vile, President Obama and his crew and people in the party and and uh, you know, campaign managers and people like that just went on the air and said, "Oh, Romney Romney lied. He's just a liar." The guy's a flat out liar. Everything he said up there was a lie. Because of course Obama didn't 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 have one lie, did he? No, if you if you fact checked everything Obama said, everything was right on the mark. And again, this isn't about picking sides because I don't pick sides. I've told you guys. I go for who I think gives the best presentation and and plays into what I believe. Okay? But what's sad is when you see uh, this vitriol, this this uh, demeaning of the other person, this this, this horrible uh, just uh ugh, sickening, vile negativity and name calling and 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 uh, you know beating down the other person because they beat you. This, this is a democracy man this is the United States of America. You guys signed up to run for president, right? You stood up to the podium to spout your ideas, spout your policies, spout your your uh, your uh, ideals as well as your ideas. And and uh, and and if one of you came out on top, uh, tip your hat and walk away, and regroup, and come back another day, and show us what you got. In this case, Obama. Come back. You're a smart guy. You're already the president. You did it. You know how to do this. Take a bow, step back, regroup, and come at Romney with everything you got. All the guns blazing, man. But to the next day go who was that guy on stage which one is he what a, he's a liar nothing he said was true it's a he's a liar and there's people listening right now i can guarantee you go yeah that's right he is a liar everything no you're just saying that because you want to buy into the party line you want to buy in to the hype and the propaganda And it wasn't all lies. I'm conceding maybe there was some, but there was some on both sides. But this country shouldn't be about that, man. There should be a sense of dignity. There should be a sense of gamesmanship, sportsmanship. How about some honor and some respect? That's what the debates are for, to respectfully let each man prove what he's got. Prove how much he wants it. Prove what he what what he's got to say. Show his passion. And if if Obama doesn't show up for the occasion, then shame on him. Why turn it around on Romney and lambaste the guy and go liar, liar, you're a, you're a liar, you're horrible, uh, you're evil. Shouldn't you really be going turning the, the the spotlight on you and go you know what guys, I just didn't have it last night, I didn't do it. Well why don't you call Romney a liar? Because he brought his A game. I just didn't do it. So let's focus on me. I didn't do it. I didn't bring I didn't bring what I needed to bring. I lost the debate. But I'm gonna get the next one, because this is America and I have another chance. So there you go. I think it's sad. And and I don't want anybody to go, oh you love Romney, you love you love Obama. No, I would be having this conversation if Obama won and Romney lost and Romney started calling Obama a liar with everything he did and and trying to take away, tarnish his victory, okay? So d- don't start taking a side and making an opinion about what I think. That's not what this conversation is about. Well, I guess we know where Harlan stands. That's not what this is. This is me... Talking to you about civilians as people, about about pride and dignity and and all that stuff I mentioned, man. I mean, can you imagine if if uh, at the Olympic Games, you know, Americans went up against uh, you know Russia or or China in the in the gymnastics, and everyone went out on the mat? And and the Palma horse and the rings and each team gave it everything they got. And uh after uh let's say the United States won the gold or Russia won the gold, the other team ran up and said, You're a liar. You cheated! You cheated, you didn't win that thing, but yet everyone watched it. Everyone watched it on camera. They watched them do the flips, they watched them do the twirls. They watched the judges put in the numbers. And if another country walked up to another country and rubbed it in their face and accused them of being cheaters because they won, you would shake your head and go, good Lord, that looks really bad. I'm ashamed that our country did that. That other country put it out there. They played harder. They played better. They won. We got a silver, and they got a gold, and I got to accept that, and next Olympics, I'm coming for the gold. And I guess where I'm going with this is I wish that principle applied with these men that are supposed to be the moral leaders of not just our country, but maybe the world. And to not be a gentleman about it, and to not, to not step away from your, your, your ass-whipping gracefully and acknowledge, but to turn around and, a, let me ask you this, how many of you listening have ever had someone point in your face and call you a liar? There's a lot of swear words out there. There's, I'm just going to say it for the point of this segment. How does it feel when someone points in your face and says, hey, fucker, hey, motherfucker, hey, asshole? Those are strong words, and they hurt. You've all felt that before. It's like, ow, that guy just called me a fucker right to my face. So here's another word that really has the same impact. Has anyone ever walked up to you and right in your face said, you're a liar? Liar. You. Yeah, I'm looking at you. You're a liar. It's got that same impact, that same disgusting, like, ugh. And, uh, you know, that's what I think happened here is you, you, you just you, you can't use that that vile stuff when when you're running to be uh, the leader of the country. I, just, I look, this is just me. OK, you could think this whole segment was a wash and go, Harlan, grow up. What world are you living in? Blah, that's politics. Blah, blah, blah. Look, I grew up in politics. OK, my dad was a very prominent politician and my dad never resorted to that. And I'm very proud of my dad for that. My dad was a high-level politician in Canada. And, and I was around it. I grew up in it. And I watched my dad take the high road. And I saw guys it, growing up take the low road. And I was always very proud of my father. And maybe that's where this segment comes from, that to see these grown men uh, to, to do this to each other uh after the fact it's just it's just very un, unsettling to me but hey what are you going to do let let's just hope that that kind of stuff fades out it's not likely but i certainly wish it did and uh you know again i'm not preaching a party here i'm i'm talking about the the, the morality of, of of debating in a free world with with a with a, a choice to use whichever words you want to get your point across without being a little baby at the, the next day if you lost. So that being said, uh let's uh you know let's look forward to the next debates, the next rounds. I don't know who wins, but I'm gonna tell you this, ladies and finerdal snurgans. Whoever wins it, Barack or uh, Romney, good for them. Congratulations in advance to the winner. Whether I like you or not, whether you, you won the, the, the uh, whether you won the debate, but at the end of the day I I don't agree with you, I would still say way to go and tip my hat and step away like a gentleman. Wow, how do we go from cinnamon boy to this, okay? Maybe that's, look, I hope you guys find the beauty of, of that in my podcast. I try to sprinkle it with, you know, funny and insightful and serious and silly. And, you know, I I try to put everything in here. And uh, I, I, I know I always run the risk when you talk about anything political. People are like, oh, God. But that's why I always, you know, tend to try to keep it off of parties, pol- political parties, and talk about politics. Um, but I hope you got something out of it. Maybe you didn't. Maybe uh, you know this is your last podcast. I don't know. But I always urge people if there's one segment they don't like, not to not to cancel their subscription because there's so much more to enjoy. And I shouldn't even be sitting here groveling. It's just I know people get so passionate about this, and um, you know, I don't want it to sound like I'm up here preaching about politics, but I'm uh, I'm not. I'm I'm talking about the game of politics, and that's it. That's it. I'm gonna debate my way out of this, and uh, we're at the end of the show, man. And uh I don't know. I might have won this debate or I might have lost it. I don't know, but you can call me up, just don't call me a liar. So there you go. There it is. Um hey, we are at the end of the show. The debate is over now. If you want to keep it going, you could you could write me. You could write me at harlowilliams.com. You can phone me. Leave me a message at 323-739-4330. Um, and I'll just say, usually I'll take any call, but don't leave me a call where you're just like, you're a fucking idiot. Don't want, don't want to hear that. I'll just delete it. But if you have, if you have a respectful argument, like I was just talking about, and you want to be respectful and honorable, I'm happy to hear whatever you say, even if it's negative. But if you're just, if you're just going to be vitriolic the way, uh, the stuff I was just talking about, i I'll just delete it or erase it because um, that's not what I want. Um, so there you go, man. Now let's get on to some comedy stuff. We ended on, oh, we ended on an impassioned um, debate thing, but that's what debates are. They're passionate, man. Um, check out uh, the new app the uh, at harlandapp.com. We have a great new app with ringtones, Cinnamon Boys on there, Dr. Timer, Uh, uh, Dr. Ascot, all these nutbags that come and visit me at my show. Uh, It's a free app at harlandapp.com. Download it today and start having fun with it. There's all kinds of kooky stuff on there. Um, What else can I tell you? I'm so excited to mention this. My new comedy special called Harland Williams, A Force of Nature will be coming out on January 15th, so right at the beginning of the new year. Wait till you see this thing, man. It's unlike any comedy special you've probably ever seen. I'm very excited about it, and I'll be telling you more about it as we motor along. Um, And don't forget to check out the new uh, website, allthingscomedy.com. That's a new podcast network where you can find myself and many other talented funny comedians and their podcasts uh, videos and stories and clips and all that stuff at uh, allthingscomedy.com check it out man and uh thank you for for being here thank you for uh listening to the conversation thank you for tolerating cinnamon boy and uh you know no matter what you think of me thank you for